everybody, and welcome back to Two Funny Astronauts. I'm Garrett Reisman, and this is... Mike Massimino. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you think we're Two Funny Astronauts, because if not, we've got to come up with a new name for this thing, and that's a big pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, because we've already got a logo and a website got the logo. and all that. So like, we can't be like two not-so-funny astronauts or two astronauts who think they're funny but aren't really... We got yeah. us. But remember, we're funny for astronauts, not we're not comedians. Right. Right. We're not pro, we're not, do not try this at home. We are not professionals. That's right. We're doing our best. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about something that we will somehow relate to space, and that is <laughs> baseball, because <laughs> there's actually a lot that Mike and I have in common. And one of those things is that we love baseball. But one of the things that we don't have in common is which team we root for. Right, Mike? Yep, you know we've already we've already got a couple of rivalries going during this podcast that I didn't realize how deeply rooted you were in the jealousy of Hubble being a space station because <laughs> I think space station is really cool. I wish I could have gone there, but you know, but we you know Hubble versus space station and uh, New York and New Jersey and so on and so forth. But maybe the most deeply rooted rivalry is our baseball teams. That's right. So I grew up in New Jersey, and I'm, I, I was a huge, and still am, a huge Yankees fan. And you are not. <laughs> I am a Mets fan, but I got to ask you one question, Garrett, comes to mind. Yeah. I remember you, did, were you ever a Mets fan at all, ever, when you were a little kid or something? Okay, or? all right, all right. Yeah, I have to admit, it's true that there was one summer, uh, it, it must have, I'm trying to figure out when this was. This would have been probably the like the mid-70s? Was there a time in the mid-70s when the Mets were good? Well, they won the World <laughs> Series in 69. Uh, they 69. went to the World Series yeah. in seven, in 73. They were in the World Series. Uh, they didn't get bad until, like, 1977, they traded Tom Seaver and all these other guys. It was terrible. But uh, up until then, uh, they, were, they were pretty competitive, but they were really good with Tom Seaver and all those pitchers and so on. I just, I and Nolan remember, Ryan like, and all that in, the early, in yeah. the early 70s, late 60s. And sometimes, so sometime in the early 70s, mm -hmm. I was young and impressionable. Yep. And I experimented uh, mm -hmm. with the Mets. <laughs> and and, uh, and during, that, during that time, it was because I had a camp counselor that was a big Mets fan, and he kind of like, Mm -hmm. It was kind of a gateway drug, and I ended up, uh, you know, dally a little dalliance there uh, for a, a period of time. Back, I think Rusty Staub was one. Rusty Staub was one of the players. Yeah, he, at the he time. came. I, I think he, they traded for him in like in '72. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But 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 that that didn't last long. You know, I I kind of I I I, I kind of admitted that I had a problem. I went through a process, and I got back very quickly to the Yankees, and I've been a Yankee fan ever since. So. Well, um, what's interesting, because what I remember, <laughs> I remember <laughs> you yeah. saying something like that you started off for a Mets fan or you were a Mets fan for a while, you thought about it, something like you're saying now. And it's interesting yeah. how you're saying when they were good or not good. They got bad, you know, in, yeah. in 76, the Yankees got really good. You know, they went they went to the World Series that year, right, I think. And then they lost to the Reds in four games, but, but they had a good team. They started – that's when the – you know the dynasty awoke again for for a period of time, mm -hmm. but but I remember you telling me this that you know you decided you wanted to become a Yankee fan because you wanted to be you wanted to be with a winner, and that was is that any truth to that? Because I remember you Not saying really, that cause, no, because because when I converted to the Yankees, that was like in the in the Dave Winfield uh, Mattingly days uh, when um, 
uh, when, you know, I stuck with them all through that dry stretch where they had this terrible run where, where we had a couple individual stars, but the team just couldn't work together. And, yeah, but uh, you, and it was, it was some pretty lean years. And I, I was there through thick and thin, pal. That was the, yeah, maybe then, but when you started, you started when they were winning though, didn't you? Like, I think, so- I, I think, I, I think when, I, I do remember that when I first became like really into the team, there were two things that actually got me mm-hmm. really into the team. The first is as, as a kid, was when they finally beat the Royals in the uh, ALCS, and uh, and and when when Chris Chambliss hit that home run and mm-hmm. and uh, walked off. I remember that, and Chris Chambliss was my favorite player back then. And um, so so anyway, uh, that that was a, a big thing. And then the other thing was nine eleven. So uh, right after you know nine eleven, mm-hmm. when things were really dismal, and and we were kind of like today in in a in kind of a surreal environment where we didn't know what was happening with the world and if we were safe. And then uh, the Yankees uh, were playing the Diamondbacks that year in the World Series, and they had these just magical games where they had these walk-offs. And, and, uh, and, you know, when the president came and threw the first pitch at Yankee Stadium wearing a bulletproof vest, and Derek Jeter told him, don't don't throw a bad pitch, they'll boo you. (laughs) That was his advice to George W. Bush. But uh, but you know that 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 was when 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 the Yankees were kind of representing New York after everything New York went through. And I remember you told me, now this is your mm-hmm. moment of 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 semi betrayal that we have to dig up. Mm-hmm. You said to me, I remember we talked about this. You said that after nine eleven, when the Yankees were playing the World Series, mm-hmm. that you thought, hmm, you know, maybe I should support them because they're they're, well, playing, no, they're playing with New York across no, the No, you're right. That's a long time that's a long time after being a little kid though. And when I was getting that and I'll go back <laughs> to that, but what I, the point I want to make here is that I remember you saying, this is what I remember, that you said you wanted to be with the winner and that's why you chose the Yankees. And I said, when someone asks you uh, who your favorite team is with that kind of response that you want to be with the winner, <laughs> what you tell them is, I'm sorry, I'm not a baseball fan. Because you got to stick, you know, it doesn't matter if the team's winning or not. You're supposed to stick with them. <laughs> so that's no way to choose a baseball team because they win. I mean, you know. Anyway. I was I was a young, impressionable kid. I was easily led astray. Yeah. What can I tell you? Well, a couple, like, there's a couple with my Yankee, and I, 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 you know, I really admire the Yankee organization now. And I, and uh, But when I was a kid, I grew up, my uncle, my father was sort of a, he was a baseball fan, but he actually rooted for the Yankees. When he was a kid, because everyone, you know, he grew up in upstate New York, and he was, he liked Joe DiMaggio. Every Italian guy, you know, loved Joe DiMaggio. Mm. Uh, there's a another story that came to mind that I won't tell right now. But but <laughs> all, all the Italians love Joe DiMaggio. But Man. you know, the uh, the real baseball influence on me was my uncle Romeo, who was still alive. He's 98 years old, and uh, he was Whoa. a New York Giants fan. And back in New York, a lot of where the rivalry for you and I stem from is with baseball for us as fans is going back to New York back you know and back in uh, from you know the, in the from the, I guess from the 20s or earlier even after World War 1 when baseball became very popular the three New York teams and baseball kind of solidified at that point where the teams were uh the Brooklyn Dodgers New York Giants and New York Yankees shared New York City and were good and generally the Yankees were in the World Series most of the time and, and <laughs> playing against either the Dodgers or the Giants and so there was this huge rivalry and my uncle grew up uh, in Queens at that time I guess is where his family after he came from Italy where he grew up as a kid and he rooted for the New York Giants he was a huge New York Giants fan and so he hated 
the Yankees, and he didn't like the Dodgers either, but they truly hated the Yankees. My cousin Paul <laughs> said when they would get these cards, you know, like Mickey Mantle baseball cards are worth so much money? Yeah. So when he was a kid growing up, because my, my uncle passed this on to him, my, my, my cousin's 12 years older than me, but he said when he was growing up and he'd get a Mickey Mantle card, you know, in, in the baseball cards, they'd rip it up. So they were going to no. Mickey Mantle, they'd rip up Mickey, imagine? <laughs> those, those things are worth a lot of money now, but they just, that's the way they just hated, they hated the other teams. If you rooted well, for one well, and hated the other. You. Let me tell you something. The feeling is mutual, okay? Because uh, yeah. let me tell you this. So we, I was getting married in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And uh, so so this was um, 2000 and, uh, 2002, I guess. So, um, so we're out there in Hawaii, and we're, we're out there, and, and my, I got my whole family there. And we knew that you were up in space. This was during, uh, I guess this is your first mission, right? Was that the, about the right March time? Of, uh, Mar March of 02. Oh, two. There you go. Yep. So, so you're up there in space in the shuttle going to the Hubble. And we, we found out that like, you know, the shuttle, you can see it, the shuttle, the space station, even the, even like the dragon, you can, even a small capsule, you can see it if the timing is just right. And it's lit up by the sun where it's dark where you are. So it's like right after sunset or just before sunrise, but it's high enough that it's being lit up by the sun and you can see it. And, and, and this was going to happen. This, the, the, the conditions were just right on this one morning, like a couple of days before the wedding. So we got the whole family out there on the beach in Hawaii. And it's actually beautiful. We wake up early before dawn. We go out there. We're standing on the beach with the sound, all, just the sound of the waves and the, and the wind blowing. And we gaze up and there is the space shuttle. And what it looks like is like a, a very bright star flying rapidly through the sky like it takes about five minutes to go from horizon to horizon and it's and it's just really a cool thing to see and we're gazing up at that and then one of my uh my, my sister-in-law who's from Brook brooklyn she says uh hey wait a minute isn't this that one with a mets fan on there and i'm like yeah mike massimino yeah yeah he's a mets fan and my whole family starts booing Boo! Like they, I'm like, you can't, you can't boo the space shuttle. That's not cool. And they're like, boo! You know, and flipping the bird and whatnot. And and uh, they like, they didn't care as a space shuttle. They just knew it was a Mets fan on there, and they were gonna boo him. There you go. What are you gonna Class. do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, my my, uh, that's that's how I got to when I was a kid not to like the Yankees was that. My uh, my uncle, I, I was a little kid, like you're saying, you play with the kids in the neighborhood and you say, hey, this is a good team. And some Yankee fan, Met fan, Bobby Mercer was very popular back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember being at my uncle's house. He, li he we lived in Queens and we were over there. We used to go over there a lot, live nearby. And we were, I remember he was drinking, he was drinking like a, I don't know, water or something. And I'm, I was a little kid looking up at him. And I was like, hey, Uncle Rome, what about the Yankees? They're a good team too, aren't they? <laughs> and he's drinking this water and he goes, he puts, he puts it, and he, he just spits all this water out all over the kitchen. Like, and, he, and he looks down at me with, and he points his finger at me and he goes, any Yankee fan is no friend of mine. I was like, okay. Oh, wow. And that was wow. it. So that's how I got scared into it. And I was like, okay, I'm a Mets fan. So and that was you know right at the time they started to not play very well, but um, but yeah that's how that's how it started for me. But over the years, <laughs> so you mentioned nine eleven. <laughs> so the Yankees were playing. We were, I remember I was training for uh, for my first flight then pretty heavily, and uh, you know there was a lot going on in New York City, and I was like, well you know this would be kind of kind of cool to to see the Yankees win for New York and. And uh, so I, I called my uncle Ron. I used to speak. I speak to my uncle every once. I still now, you know, I, 
every every week or so we'll usually speak about something. <laughs> so I call him up and I go, "Hey, you watching the World Series? What do you think?" And I go, "Yeah." I go, "You know what, Uncle Rome? I, maybe wouldn't it be bad? You know, this is a long time after. You know, this is since I was a." You know, I'm, I'm, I was in my late 30s now. You know, it's been about 30 mm. years since he pointed that finger in my face and told me that. And my aunt's on the phone, too. My aunt Ann's on the phone, too. The both of them, you know, on the speaker, which is kind of comical with them. But anyway, uh, my <laughs> aunt and uncle, the open. What? Who? That's it. You know. so, uh, so I was like, what do you think? Uh, what, what, you know, what do you think? Maybe it'd be, I think it'd be good for New York for the, the Yankees to win after all winter. And they're like, what? Are you out of your mind? What is wrong with you? Absolutely not. And then my, my, you know, Piazza was the next Italian player that they liked, you know, because Piazza was on, it was, uh, and he's like, after what Clemens did to Piazza, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, all right. Something's never changed. It, you know, I was, it softened me up, Garrett. I was like, well, I'd like to see him win for New York at a tough time. But there was no persuading my Uncle Romeo. It was like, I don't care what happened. I'm not rooting for those guys. They're a terrible team. They're terrible. <laughs> so, and he ended yeah. up losing, unfortunately, for the, you know, for the Yankee fans and for New York. They ended up losing anyway. But Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I yeah. rationalized that as, as, as saying that, like, for a moment there, it was like we were, it was, it was so cathartic and it was so uplifting yeah. to see this New York team, the Yankees, uh, who were are not favored going up against Schilling and and um, Randy Johnson at the top of their game, you know that this and 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 somehow these miracle they they all these like the extra innings victories, you know Martino Martinez has that home run and and like all these last minute heroics and and the mystique and aura. I remember talking about that in the stadium and everything that you start thinking like this will. This will like make everything better if the Yankees just win the World Series, and of course, no sports victory could ever possibly address a tragedy like nine eleven. And and I've seen I've seen people fall like get their hopes and dreams wrapped up into a team's sports victory and think that that makes things okay in real life, and it doesn't. All right, there's no way. And so I rationalized the the loss in, in that World Series that was a heartbreaking loss with Mariano Rivera, you know. Um, being uh, uh blowing the save in the, in the end there and was and this kind of bloop bloop single that yeah, was, was like this that with jeter playing in and it and it just barely going over his head yeah. and and everything about that just seems so ill-fated that i think that that was a reminder from up above that um that winning a world series does not erase 9-11 right hey d just remember it's a stupid game it's just a game and it's not going to make everything all right. I think that was kind of a reminder at the last minute when when we kind of were getting too wrapped up into this catharsis that it's not reality, you know. I don't know. I just anyway, that's was, my, that, that's I my was, story. I'm sticking with it. No, that's pretty, I mean, you're right, but I think it was more just it was Mariano Rivera was hard to hit, and as, as I've heard Joe Torre say, if they were going to hit him, it was going to be weak. And that's yep. what happened. He, they just they got a weak shot off of him that found the hole, and that's what happened there. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, you're you know, we tried to we tried you know, on our on my flight. I flew soon after nine eleven, and we took a bunch of stuff. Well, you, could, you know, we could talk about that sometime too. What we did uh, on that flight, my father well, that, worked. That'd for, be good. That'd be good to go into because yeah, I know my, you my, took the home plate right for for yeah. That from was Shea that Stadium. was that was another flight. Yeah, that was. There, but as far as the nine eleven thing, ah. my oh. my father worked for the New York City Fire Department, so. And he passed a couple of years uh, before I was a, uh, before I got to fly in space. He was alive when I was selected as an astronaut. But uh, so we did a lot to try to pay tribute to um, to the firemen and the policemen that were lost on our flight. So I was glad we had a chance to do that. But uh, but 
you did, you know, the 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 whole the, the Yankee thing though. Two things happened to me to kind of to make me realize that you know, you know, your stance on baseball and I, you know, I'm, a, I'm going to the Yankee game this Friday. By the way, I, you know, I've already, <laughs> I, I, lo- I love going to baseball as Mets or Yankees, but. I was in Israel, like you've been there more than I have, I think. But I was there on one trip. It was a year after the uh, after the Columbia accident, and um, I get picked up at the airport from a guy who worked for the embassy, right? Because when we went over there, they took care of us. Yeah, and they some did. guy meets yeah. me and goes, "I'm," you know, he shows me his ID. So I'm here with the embassy. I'm here to pick you up, and he goes, "And the ambassador heard that you're a baseball fan and you're from New York. This is the U.S. ambassador to Israel, right?" So uh-huh. he says, "You're from New York," and he goes, "He wanted to know Mets or Yankees." And I, I said, well, I'm a Mets fan. And he goes, oh. And he, he goes, well, he's a Yankees fan. I go, that's too bad. So I meet the guy. We're at this thing. It was an Alain <laughs> Ramon event. You know, there was yeah. like, I think it was, it might have been, it was more than one year after the after the accident. I think it was two years after the, the Columbia accident. It was in 05. And uh, was it 05? Maybe it was 06. I don't know. It was a year. Maybe it was, no, it was 05. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, so, so he, uh, he, he he and I meet him. I meet the ambassador, the, the American ambassador to Israel, mm-hmm. and he goes. Uh, I go. I hear you're. You know. Uh, he says. I hear you're a Mets fan. I go. Here you're a Yankees fan. I go. I gotta tell you, I'm not a Yankees fan. I really don't like that team. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and he goes. He, and he's just listening to me. You know. And this guy, he's an ambassador to Israel, right? So he's right. got a. He's a diplomat. He's got people. He's used to people not getting along. You know. Yeah. He's dealing so, with Israelis, you know, Palestinians, and right. He's uh, dealing with all this stuff, yeah. right? And then I come in mm-hmm. and it's talking about baseball. And so he looks at me and he goes, well, it is true that I'm a Yankee fan, but I don't wish your your team any harm like you do mine. And I was like, Ooh. holy cow, this is the right guy for that job. <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> you know, this is the right yeah. guy to have that job. I go, you're a real good ambassador. And then to tie in a little bit baseball in space on the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11, uh, I get a call from the Yankees. They're looking for an astronaut to throw out a pitch. Oh yeah, right? yeah. And, yeah. and Yankees, and I'm like, I go, I go, oh yeah, you know. By this point, I'm like, you know, this is a great thing to do. I'm not going to pass this up, uh, you know, Yankee Stadium. And it was they did it, they did it right. You know, they said they don't have very many first pitches. They only do a couple of years. It's not like you know mm-hmm. they they don't do it for people for endorsement reasons. They do it uh, for the right reasons, you know, which is to honor something. And this was Apollo 11. I was like, this is really cool. And he got this guy, Jack Aker, who was on the mound, right? He was going to be, at first I thought I was going to be, you know, I first, Garrett, I don't know the last time he threw out a pitch, but it had been a couple years for me. And at the time I was coaching, the first time I did these things, I was coaching baseball for my son. And I was throwing batting. I was the batting practice pitcher. I loved doing it. So no problem grooving in up. You know, it didn't have to be fast. Just grooving and hitting the catcher's head from the mound was not a problem. But it had been a couple years. You know, this just happened a couple (laughs) years ago. Uh, and I hadn't thrown a ball, I think, in a while. And, you know, our shoulders had gotten so much wear and tear from the EMU, <laughs> you know. That I got yeah, kicked. from the space and I, I yeah. was like, oh, my God. And I couldn't. And I tried throwing a baseball. I couldn't even, like, throw 10 feet. And I, I was practicing for days trying to do this. And I'm like, oh, man. And I finally got it right before, like, the Friday before. It was a Saturday game. I went down to Riverside Park with a bucket of baseballs, and I finally figured out a way with what I what was going through my mind and my arm motion that I could get it to reach the plate. It's like, thank God. But I was like, thank goodness I'm going to have, you know, a professional baseball player catching this because usually right. they, we can do, again, a whole episode on first pitches, good and bad. But I was like, I'm gonna, at least I have a professional baseball player. So like two days before, so I'm struggling with this. About two days before, the Yankees call me up, and the guy says, Mike, we've got some exciting news. I go, what's that? 
He goes, Jack Aker, who was the pitcher on the mound on Yankee Stadium when they landed on the moon. It was an afternoon wow. game. And, he, and he, you know, they, they had this clip of on the moon, and Jack Aker's on the, Jack Aker's on the mound. He's going to come to the game. And I go, that's great. And he goes, and he's going to catch your first pitch. Uh-oh. And I'm like, how old might Mr. Aker be? And he goes, he's 82 years old. So I'm like, hey, can he, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I know he's a great pitcher, and he, but can he stand? And he goes, oh, no, I don't think he'll be fine. So he's in pretty good shape, this guy, right, Jack Aker. And he's, he was there with his family, and, and was, it was a beautiful day. It was, it was a hot day, this, this July 20th, right, 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, he looks at me. I'm, I'm holding a baseball that I'm going to toss. And uh, he goes to me, Mike, are you going to want that baseball after you throw it to me? And I'm like, well, yeah, Jack, but, you know, if you want it, you know, I'm, you, you can have it. And he goes, oh, no, no, I don't want the baseball. I'm just wondering if it gets by me, do you want me to go and get it? So this guy, you know, like, what kind of, what kind of confidence good. is this? He's not inspiring you know? confidence, no. Yeah, no. so I, I was like, no. oh, my gosh. But I, get, I went out to the rubber. And I threw and I got it and I threw it right and bang hit a he got him a strike right he was like kind of hunched down a little bit you know eighty two no. year old guy bang he caught it you know didn't I and he goes he goes hey you had a natural spin on you but I go really you tell me this now I wouldn't have wish I had known this when I was I was used to play in high school or something this would have been a lot right. better to know that back then but but the That's whole cool. the, the thing is the Yankees were great and they treated us really well they gave us a suite and it was so uh, so nice such a great organization I met a lot of people we've you know we can. That, that you, that's a lot of them I met through you, <laughs> but they're just a really classy organization, and I don't wish them any harm any longer. That's I nice. Wish them all that's the best. Any longer, any longer. That's I great. used to hate them when I was a kid. But, I know, I'm sure, I'm sure. But yeah, but no, not anymore. I still root and, for the Mets, of course. The Mets are still my team. Yeah, but I don't I wish understand. them any harm. Anyway, I, I will so, say, I will say the same in, yeah. in the spirit of uh, cooperation and goodwill. I will say the same thing about the Mets. I don't wish them any harm either. Uh, so unless unless we meet in another World Series, in which case then all the gloves. Well, then come you got to root. Then yeah, you got to root for your team. You know, then you got to root for your team do. there. So, but, yeah. but we should. Uh, I, I think we could uh, wrap this episode up because uh, oh, we have a lot of first pitch stories. I'm thinking that's a whole another a whole episode on first pitch stories because I got a couple of good ones okay. from both Yankee Stadium and Dodger Stadium. But um, and I know you got a bunch more. But. Um, so let's avoid that. But let's talk about the stuff we took to space because I knew yeah. uh, when you started this, I think you took the home plate, right, from ship. No, no. Is that right? Well, no, I did. From but, City Field? Uh, but that, no, the first thing, um, the, the first thing that happened to me is um, uh, Ellen, Ellen Baker, who was uh, from New York City, her mom was Yankee fan. Queensboro, Yankee fan. a big Yankee fan. But yes. her mom was Queensboro president. So in New York City, yeah. we have a mayor, but we also each, we have five boroughs, Brooklyn, Queens. Manhattan, Staten Island, and the Bronx, and each one of those has a president, which is kind of a, a borough president. It's a lot of people. There's millions of people living in each one of these boroughs. So the Queens borough president was her mom. Her name was Claire Shulman, and so she knew her. And the Mets playing Queens, so and she knew I was a big Mets fan. And so when I got assigned, soon after I got assigned, she came up to me and she goes, "You're gonna what are you gonna fly for the Mets? You know, congratulations on getting you." Sir. And I go, "I don't know uh, something." You know, Jersey. She goes, you should, you know, you should contact the team. I go, I don't know how to do that. She goes, I'll get my mother on it. Her mother knew everybody. So <laughs> that afternoon, her mom schedules a call with me and the owner of the Mets, Fred Wilpon. And I get oh, on wow. the phone with him and uh, he says, oh, I'm a big supporter of the space program and we'll send you whatever you want, you know, to take with you. And I go, I'd like a jersey. And he, and he goes, who, you know, who, uh, Piazza was the big player at the time on the team in, you know, 2002. And I said, well, really, I'd, I'd, 
it, I'd, I'd be very happy to take Piazza's jersey, but John Franco is the team captain, and his father worked for the city like my father did. His father was a, uh, a sanitation mm-hmm. worker, right. and he was from Brooklyn, and I, I felt more of an identi- identifying with him as a real as a New Yorker. I think Mike Piazza grew up in, in California and you know, moved to New York. Um, but uh, so they end up sending me John Franco's jersey, and uh, so I took John Franco's jersey into space uh, on my first flight. Mm-hmm. But the plate came as a result of what you were doing on your flight. Oh, oh, right. So my so on my very first flight, I didn't really take much at all for no, no. I took I took a little bit of stuff for the Yankees. So so my first flight mostly I was thanking all the people that made it possible for me to become an astronaut. Right. So I took like stuff for my high school physics teacher for my. My, the professor that was my PhD advisor at Caltech, I took, you know, for my parents, for my family, you know, I was, I was, I was at my, a lot of teachers, you know, I, uh, I took stuff for. Yeah. And my, my, my high school wrestling coach had, mm-hmm. had his like, his, his stuff for him. So, and, and the only thing I, but I took a, one additional thing from the Yankees, which was I took some dirt uh from the the mound because they they had me out we did a ceremony at the stadium and uh uh joe girardi went out while we walked out to the mound we scooped up some dirt right before the game right from the mound put it in a little jar and i took that with me and they gave me a banner it's really nice and i took that um and and as i I had some dirt from the 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 pitcher's mound from yankee stadium with me which i think which i think got you going and then i i I retaliated in my second flight but then but that what did that do when when you saw i had the dirt well the thing that what was happening at the time garrett you flew in in 07 is that right was that your first flight 07 08 08 yeah so uh let's get this right 08 was the last season that both the mets and yankees played in those stadiums the yeah. Met was the last year the Mets had been at Shea Stadium. I don't know, at that point, uh, less than about 40, 45 years or something, maybe. And the Yankees had been in Yankee Stadium, the house that Ruth built, since mm-hmm. the 20s. And now they were closing these, both of these stadiums the same year were getting wrecked and they were building new stadiums. So what you did was not only fly dirt. I mean, I thought this had part of what you were, your inspiration for it too was that they were taking down Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And you flew dirt from the old stadium. That's right, I did. Yep. But let me ask you this. That stadium was it was not the same stadium they had that Ruth was in. Because they redid that stadium back in the 70s. In 75, 76. Yeah, they did. So it wasn't yeah. really the same stadium. To me, it was a yeah, completely it, it, different stadium. But the they foundation was the same. same. They didn't the like, it still st- they stood on the same ground. The foundation was the same. You don't... You don't paint your house and say, oh, I got a new house. They didn't... What do you mean <laughs> paint? They took the thing down. If you look at the old stadium... No. It doesn't look anything the like down. the new one. They just, the they one built, they had in they the seventies. The, they built the, the the upper deck basically, on top of it. The, the f- entrance anyway. to this they may look like a spaceship. The second Yankee Stadium. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that's a whole nother thing. But whatever thing. that was, they not they the site whatever they knocked it down. But that was it. So they were they were tearing down Yankee Stadium and building a new stadium the same year the Mets were doing it. So so you had that. <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant idea to pay. I, oh, that's you. what I thought you were doing to play to pay tribute. You do have a lot of good ideas, and I try to steal all of them <laughs> if I can. So I was like, this is a pretty good idea to pay. Tri-. You know, they're tearing the stadium down. You know, I could you know whatever. I maybe I could do something for instead of doing something just for a player. You know, John Franco, I think, for my first flight has. I see him every once in a while out. He lives out. He's out here in Long Island. I see him in New York. Oh, cool. I, I see him at the game. I'm still in touch with him. He's a fun guy to run into. He's just a fun guy. Good guy. <laughs> and, and he's got this shirt, I think, at home. 
that I flew in space. So he's got it in his, you know, in his in a, one of his, his study or something, which is kind of cool. But I was like, I want to. I'd rather do something for the whole team this time, you know, that kind of symbolizes the team and the fans. And so I call up the guy from that I knew, Jay Harwood, so I'm still friends with from the Mets, the PR director there. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, hey, uh, Jay, you know, uh, my friend is flying dirt from Yankee Stadium. Did you hear about this? And he was pretty in tune with what was going on around New York and baseball. And he goes, yeah, he goes, Mike, I heard about the dirt. We can do better than dirt. Is what he, this is what he tells me. We can do better than dirt. I go, what do you think? Dirt. He goes, you want to take a pitcher's mound or a home plate? And I go, I don't, you know, what do you, you know, this is kind of, those are kind of big. The whole so, mound? Man, well, the pitch, the rubber. I don't think, I don't think he, I, uh, the truthfully, okay. the, truthfully, he would have sent me whatever I wanted, I think. <laughs> so I say to him, why don't we, you know, uh, why don't, I, why don't I do a little research into this? And so the pitcher's mound is kind of, if they would have sent me just the rubber, let's say, somehow if they could send me that, that was pretty long, you know. But yeah. I looked at the dimensions of, uh, of a home plate, you know, major league home plate dimensions. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I think it's like 17 inches from, from top to bottom, you know, from the point okay. to the back. And in the width of it is also 17 inches. I, and we can check this at home, kids, if you want. But but it was like 17 inches by 17 inches. So I get the guys. I was talking to this. We went. We had like a <clears throat> what we cut, you know, like a um, a training prep, you know, a prep and post. One of these things. What we when we say prep and post. It's like you know the the uh, prepping the cabin or post post EVA or whatever. Well, we had something we were going to be in a simulator with our lockers, and the goal was to try to get whatever we were going to take with us to fit inside of a locker. Yeah. So I was talking to this to my to some of the guys in the facility, and they're like, "We'll make you a mock-up." So these guys go and look up the wow. dimensions of the home plate, and they make a out of cardboard. You know, while we're inside the facility, they give me a, a like a, a mock-up of a home plate, and the the width of the of the locker was like seventeen and a half inches or seventeen and three quarters. It like fit perfectly. In the lo- we needed to be able to fit in a locker in our, what we call a right. special flight data file locker. So as long as I get fit in there, it's flat. It'll fit in there, it's fine. So I call uh, I call Jay and I go, we did a you no, know, we did a little test today. Send the plate. So he sends me the plate, Garrett. Mm-hmm. But what the plate he sends me is a used plate, right? It's got dirt on it, cleat marks. It's like looks like a. It's just unbelievable, right? Yeah. And then it's got a black. It's got the black stripe around. You know the black rubber around it. Right. And I'm like, oops. The measurements <laughs> and the mock-up were the just black. were just for the white part of yeah, it, right? Yeah. So the first thing is this thing gets delivered to my house, and my son, who's a baseball fan, looks at it, and it had the dates on it. It was used like the end of the season in 2017. He's like, mm-hmm. "Dad, you can't fly that thing. It's bad luck." That's when the Mets folded. <laughs> the Mets had a big yeah. lead in 2017. They fold. You can't yeah, fly yeah, that. It's yeah. bad luck, Dad. I go, "What am I going to do? I got to fly this." But I don't know how I'm going to fit this thing in the lock. It's not, it doesn't fit because it has the mm-hmm. black stuff around it. So like some of the guys on my crew that weren't really baseball fans were like, "Why don't you just cut it and take a piece of it?" I go, "Would you just take a piece of the Mona Lisa? You can't cut this thing. We're not going to take a piece of it." So and I didn't want to mess with the plate at all. So what I thought I could maybe do is remove the black from and just fly the white part of it. Right? Yeah. And I asked Jay. I asked Jay. Goes well. You know, we'll trust you, Mike. Whatever you want to do. I go. That's your mistake. So I called the. the, I remember the the manufacturer was Shut Sports, and I called. I called them up or wrote them a letter or something. Said, look, do you have any extra these home plates hanging around that you don't need (laughs) that I can test with? I want to try. And they were like thrilled though for this for the space program. So they sent me a few of these plates, and I called Don Pettit up, our good friend Don Pettit, 
who had this amazing machine shop in his garage yeah. and was very mechanically inclined. And I told him the problem I had. I go, Don, do you think there's a way we could just... So he looks at... The, I go to his house one Saturday. This is this is what we worry about in space flight, folks. This was the mm -hmm. big project we had. So he looks at this <laughs> yeah, thing and goes... Yeah, shouldn't you be like, like, be training? Shouldn't right, we're supposed to... I'm worried about how am I going to get this... How am I going to get this You're space... You're worried about this plate. This plate in, in, onto the space shuttle because it has to fit in the locker, right? Or else yeah. I'm doomed. I can't go put it anywhere else. So Don looks at this thing and he realizes that it's held on with a very thin piece of rubber, right? Or that is closer to the plate. And he says, and I go, whatever you do, we got to put it back together again, right? Right. We're going to, we have these practice plates to practice on. So he says, if I take a really sharp blade, I can, I think I can get through that rubber and just remove it. And then we can put it back on and epoxy it when you come back from space. And it mm. won't, you know, it'll Sounds look good. great. So I go, okay, and we practice and it works. So then it comes time to do this to the real plate, right? And Don like hands me the knife and I go, I can't operate on my own child. <laughs> it's gotta be all you, Don. I'm not touching this thing. This is a you know, major league plate, you know, Shea Stadium. Yeah. I can't, I'm not messing with this thing. So he goes and cuts the thing off. The black stays home. I fly the white part of the plate to space, you know, just the main part. And we yeah. take pictures and all that. We get back, we glue it back on. And then I got to return it to the team. So that's cool. But remember, that's what it went. But that's the way. Do you remember what uh, what I said when I heard you were doing this? You remember what I told you? Which no, is, tell uh, me. Because you were right. Oh, the I, Mets folded that year. It was a bad year for the team. Yeah. So I said, uh, I said, yeah, that's a good idea, Mass. You know, uh, you know, take the home plate from from the stadium. Uh, was, it, was it from Shea or from City Field? Oh, no, it's from Shea. It was from the old stadium. From Shea. It was the from Shea. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. So I said, yeah, that's the, that's the, I said, that, that's a good idea, Matt. The only way you're going to stop the opposing teams from scoring on the Mets that year <laughs> was to take the home plate and launch it into outer space. <laughs> yeah, I think they would have, they would have figured it out. They would have done something. But yeah, yeah no, it was, it was cool looking at that thing. Um, I wasn't, I had to get approval to fly this thing. So the Mets gave me a letter that I was going to be, uh, you know, shown at the new stadium and all this other stuff. But Jerry Ross, I remember, you remember our friend Jerry Ross, this uh, very uh, veteran, uh, legendary spacewalker, was the head of the vehicle integration team at that time. Mm -hmm. So I had to get his approval to fly yeah. this thing. And at first he was like, he was like, what are you talking about? You're going to fly it. I go, let me show this thing to you, Jerry. And Jerry looks at this. And once you looked at this thing, you saw that there, there was dirt on it. There were cleat mm -hmm. marks on it. And he's looking at this thing and he goes, Mike, did I ever tell you I was a catcher in Little League? This is like the most oh, grizzled. Yeah, and I go, yeah, really, yeah. Jerry? He goes, we got to figure out a way to get this on board, Mike. This is great. And we also took it. We took it to the NBL with us and uh, to show some to take pictures with it at the NBL mm -hmm. in our space. Yeah. And these guys in the NBL loved it, and they said, "Why don't we take it underwater?" And I go, "You can't take that underwater. It's got dirt on it. Well, I'm flying yeah. that. That dirt's got you know. It's got it's authentic. It's part of and the history. They bagged it. They bagged this thing. Yeah. And, you know that like that." purplish looking rubber you know stuff they would bag our tools in and stuff and they bagged it and we had it on the brain and i had it on the water with us to take photos so it was really That's cool ended up being uh really a fun thing but really the the, the idea of flying some for the stadium was sort of again in that you flew the dirt i flew the home That's plate a, yeah, you know again it was Mets Yankees I, and then thing. on my second flight i took a bunch more stuff for yankees and, and then yeah. this time i went a lot for the individual players so i had bernie williams's glove he gave me his glove really uh, i had yeah oh yeah I had Whitey Ford's jersey. He gave me actually gave me a bunch of his jerseys. We flew a bunch of them. Cool. Uh, and I and I gave it back to him after the flight. Uh, I had um, what else? I had Roger Clemens's hat. Uh, and 
I was trying to think of what other play. I had a bunch, but I had the main one I was probably most proud of and most protective of was Joe Torrey's World Series rings from yeah. 2000. Because we my second flight was in 2010, so it was a 10-year anniversary of that World Series victory over the Mets. Uh, just want to bring that up again. Uh, in, in 2010. Yeah. and uh, 2000, so uh, I think it was. What's that? The World Series? No, I'm, the, I'm sorry. The World Series was in 2000. Right, it was, okay. Is, is two, well, sorry, and this is 2010. 2010 right? so 10 this years is, after. Yeah, perfect. 10 yeah. years after. So, yeah. so you, you go, I asked him what he, want, what, I want, what he wanted me to take, mm-hmm. and he said, take this. And he takes off his World Series ring from, two, from uh, 2000. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. And, and I'm like, my commander was Ken Ham, and Ken is all worried about it. He's like, what if we lose that thing? Yeah. That thing's like really valuable. What if it floats away? We're going to have to stop the mission, <laughs> shut down the space shuttle, and, like, and, 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 and have the all hands on deck searching for it because we can't afford yeah. to lose that thing. And uh, I, I told that to, to him, and, you know, he's got a lot of class. So Mr. Tory was like uh, – he goes, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If, if, my, if my ring is lost in space, that's pretty cool. And I'm fine yeah. with it. So just do the mission. Don't, yeah. uh, don't stop anything. So I, I had that ring with me. And, um, and I actually wore it out. Uh, uh, this, this, I probably shouldn't have done this. But I actually, when we came back from that and we landed the space shuttle Atlantis, we went out to a local bar. I was with you. Called, you were there. I was oh there. You landed. You I got to try on the ring. But yeah. yeah you were wearing it. Yeah. I was wearing the ring. I was wearing Joe Torrey's ring uh, after we landed from space yeah. at the uh, at the at Fish Lips, the bar we went to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so there's there's a there's a lot of there's a lot behind that. And I'll tell you what, we're kind of out of time for today. Yeah. I've got so how about next episode. We, we, we tell the Joe Torrey story. About, we can tell about Joe how we Tor- both got to know. Him. I want I want to finish with one more thing, though, if you don't sure, mind. Sure, sure. Go, 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 go. You mentioned the stuff you flew for players. Did you fly something for Mattingly? Did you fly some for Don Mattingly? No, actually, friend? I did not because I, I think I, I I met him after I came back from my last uh, flight, so it was oh, okay. it, it, it was too late. Yeah. Okay. I thought you no, could, no, no, no. What am I talking about? I don't want to talk about. It. No, I did fly. So, no, I'm sorry, I, I got that backwards. I did fly. I flew his Dodgers jersey. All right. And I flew I, I flew a Dodger jersey for Yo, Joe Torre too when they were both coaching the Dodgers. All right. I took stuff up for them. That's right. Because the reason yeah, I, I did. I, I, the reason I bring that up, Garrett, and we can end with this if you if you want after you hear it. But uh, I was at a game against they were playing the Mets were playing the Dodgers at City Field. This is when Mattingly now was the manager. This is about maybe four uh-huh. or five years ago. Uh, before he's now he's managing the Marlins, but he was managing the Dodgers right. years ago. And I'm there with my son on the field, and we're watching batting practice. And Mattingly sees us, and he remembers us, you know, from coming to. We could talk about all that too about when they came in. He's, so he and I see him from time to time at different games, and he comes over to say hi. And he's talking to Daniel and I, and his son is there. His son Preston is with him, right? Uh-huh. And uh, and he goes, Preston, come here. You got to meet somebody. So his son, very nice <laughs> kid, comes over. You know, he's about like twenty five years old or something. And nice kid comes over, and he goes, Preston, I want you to meet Mike. Uh, Mike's the guy that flew my jersey in space. And I was like, <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't me. He goes, and, and he's going on and on about how I flew it in space and I went to the space station. And I know it. I figured it's got to be Garrett that flew this thing. But I didn't you know, know what re- to say. So I was really, of, We really so, don't look alike, you and me. There's I don't know how key, it happened. Key differences. But he's like, Mike flew my jersey in space. And I, you know what, Garrett? I hate to tell you. I don't think I've ever told you this before. I just shut up. It was too complicated <laughs> to try to unravel it. Oh, so I come just, on, man. So that's if I, if I well, hey, see Don Mattingly again, I'll straighten Don it out. Don Mattingly, but. for of all of you, all of you that are out there listening right now, go find Don Mattingly and tell him it was me. <laughs> I flew your jersey. It wasn't this guy? And 
It was a short, bald guy, not the tall guy. What's, I, how can he get? How can he I get tried. I just got too involved. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's it. Oh uh, man, Don. Uh, oh man. All right. I guess you know all astronauts kind of look alike. I guess. We're a dime a dozen, you know. I guess. I guess the guys are like baseball. How many can there be? So, all right. Well, I think we are really out of time. But thanks for hanging in there, folks. Thanks, Gary. All right. Thank you. See you next time. Remember to like and subscribe. Like, like, and subscribe. More important than listening. That's right. Give us some nice ratings. Give it. Give us some cool comments. The comments are always fun to read. Yes. So, thank you very much for listening. Thanks. Thanks very much, folks. See you next time on Two Funny Astronauts. See you.